0: Here's a theme song, you know it's not a mean song, it's a
1: good song, just as it should song, American Brews and Tunes. shibbity beam Oh, wow, (laughs) hello, what is what? Hello. It's me, wait, is that uh, Adele? It's Hello. either Adele
0: or uh, Lionel Richie, right? They're, they're two Hello songs.
1: Hello. Are you talking about like uh, songs that are like really popular on the social media apps right now? Are uh, you talking I don't about know. those songs or are you just talking about just just songs in general?
0: Just those two Hello songs that are popular in general. Hello. <laughs> I mean, I am on TikTok, but I don't know if either of those are popular right now.
1: Mm. I don't know. I'm, they I mean, probably sure were they at some point most likely oh, definitely the songs
0: are huge and anytime you have a like a if you're hello. i'm assuming if you're making a tiktok video and you want to greet somebody
1: you'd say hello hello it's I mean, me wait do i actually know those songs i just like recognize the hello
0: The uh, adele is the hello from the <laughs> other side.
1: yeah
0: and the uh, lionel richie is the like Lionel Richie is the one where he's like, I can see you from your face. I don't think
1: I know that song.
0: Are uh, you I probably uh, do. not? I did not do it justice. Oh, okay. In fact, I did an injustice probably by trying that. (laughs) Okay. You got to just look it up. There's no way you don't
1: know it. Okay. Okay. I probably do. I probably do. Anyways, uh, (laughs) (laughs) Enough talking about other things that we're not actually going to be talking about today.
0: Yeah. Welcome to American Brews and Tunes. Yeah. Welcome, everyone. This is episode 124. My name
1: is Stephen Johnston. And my name is Jesse Titus.
0: Um, For those of you who are unaware, this is not a podcast about Adele or Lionel Richie, (laughs) but you never know. Maybe it is if that's what the episode is about. Um, This is a a podcast about two of the greatest things in one place, beer and music.
1: Absolutely. Beer and music.
0: Yeah. Um, This week, we're going to be talking about an album called The Unraveling of Pup the Band, which is the most recent album from Pup the Band.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yes, it is. It is their most recent album. Yep. Uh, just came out f- fairly recently, right? Like a month ago? Uh, yeah, about a month and, and a half, half ago? About two months ago, a month two and a half months ago, along
0: those lines. Um, but before we get into that, um, we're going to talk about some beer.
1: Yeah, we are.
0: Not just any old beer, but a uh, as we always do, typically,
1: craft beer. Yes. Uh, are there times? I mean, I guess we did have like a, a high life, right?
0: Yeah, we on did uh, Miller high life on the Mac Miller episode. Um, yeah. When we did our Did we do it, beer, one? We had one where we had our uh, Whatever our first legal drink was Remember that? Oh, yep, I do remember I that I think I had uh, a Coors Light. Coors Light. Oh, yeah
1: And I honestly don't remember What mine was
0: and I feel like we've had a couple other Macro brews at
1: some point You probably had yeah. Budweiser or something I Yeah, don't, I, I don't think remember. we have Yeah, we probably had Budweiser For one episode
0: But we typically go craft beer here Yeah, um, I would say like
1: is, 99% of the time
0: yeah, For sure. at, at minimum 99%. Yes. Um this week we're doing a beer from Rheingeist, which is which is a Cincinnati brewery. Have mm-hmm. you ever had Rheingeist
1: on the podcast, Jesse? Uh boy, if I could only remember. Uh I I'm just going to go, yes. go out on a limb and say maybe. Maybe. I'm going to go out on a limb and say maybe. I'm willing to die on that hill. Okay, okay. You're <laughs> you're willing to die on the maybe hill.
0: <laughs> put, put a gun to my head, and I will stick and with that answer.
1: I will stick with maybe. <laughs> yeah,
0: there's no, there's yeah. I, there's, you uh, know, I agree. White right here. There's no gray area. It's, <laughs> there's it's, no gray area. It's maybe. Yeah. None. <laughs> uh, but anyways, <laughs> this uh, Rhinegeist beer is called Saber Tiger, and it's an Imperial
1: IPA. Yes. The uh, at at um, at the brewery in Cincinnati, they had like a bunch of merch whenever I went there in April and they had a really cool like jacket with this on the back, the, uh, the
0: logo from the saber tooth tiger. Yeah.
1: The thing on the front yeah, is it, like re- a
0: saber tiger skull. Right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. It does look like a saber tooth uh, tiger skull. Yes. Like and the Nashville predators. It reminded me <laughs> like the Nashville predators. Um, it reminded me of like Benzinger's like merch. Like they're oh, like yeah, they like they're like baseball jackets or whatever.
0: Yeah, because they they'll do stuff like that, and sometimes they have like tigers or or other weird yeah. things on there. Yeah, yep,
1: yeah. Oh, it, it, reminded me cool. of, of, yeah it reminded me of yeah, reminded me of Ben Singer's merch. Did you get one? But no, I didn't. It was like eighty dollars. Okay, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> or a sixty. It was maybe a sixty, but I was like, no, thanks. It's a cool jacket, but I'm yeah, good. <laughs> I'd,
0: I'd spend maybe thirty, maybe forty, but yeah. double that price,
1: nah. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, I I like the can, though.
0: Yeah, it's a good-looking can. On Untapped, here's the description. It says, prehistorically hopped Imperial India Pale Ale that attacks the senses with potent notes of papaya, mango, and peach. Yet it finishes its prey, and then in parentheses it says, your palate, (laughs) with a crisp, clean citrus bitterness. Mm. And... This does have Sounds 8.5 like a winner to me. ABV, but it clocks in at yeah. 95 IBUs. Wow! So it's uh, it, it's, it's going to be a,
1: a bitter one. I'm um, looking I forward th- to it, though. I'm, I'm really hoping that there's like there there is a crisp, clean, citrusy bitterness at the end.
0: And it's not a hazy IPA, so I'm I'm hoping that it's a nice, aggressive hop.
1: Yes. Yeah. I'm really but hoping so too. With- there's nothing. There's anything yeah. wrong
0: with the uh, the hazies, but I, I'm just looking forward to a good uh, crisp hop.
1: Yeah, there's nothing. Definitely nothing wrong with a, a sweeter IPA, but you yeah. know sometimes it's, the sweetness can be a little bit too much. I'm sorry, Jimmy Eat World. Let's give this a yeah, crack in the pour, shall we? <laughs> let's do that. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> you Did you hear the joke? <laughs>
0: Uh, yeah. Okay. But, um, but also, when you were talking about sweet IPAs, and I'm yeah. remembering the description that I literally just read like 30 seconds <laughs> ago, yeah. it did mention all those fruits. And yeah. I feel like nowadays that's misleading because when people think fruit in like IPAs, they think of the hazies. Yes, but in this regard, they're true. talking about the, the fruit that comes from the hop itself, not from like a fruited, yes. hazy IPA.
1: Yes. Very good point. Good yeah. catch.
0: So just a little clarification. Wow, this is definitely not hazy.
1: <laughs> no, it's not. But it's
0: definitely not see through. Right.
1: Yeah. So it's not like your typical like West Coast style where it's like pine resin looking color, like a clear amber almost. And it's not like yeah. a. It's not like an American IPA where it's like a really dark amber color and it's kind of hazy. This is like a it, what you would think a hazy IPA would look like, but it just looks slightly thinner.
0: Yeah, it it doesn't have that thickness that you get from the hazies.
1: Yes. Yeah. So, oof, it's I don't, a, I don't, uh, let me tell you, Steve, I don't, I don't want that thickness from the hazies. Get that <laughs> thickness out of here. <laughs> I like it from
0: time to time, but not right now.
1: You ever get the hazy crazies?
0: Oh, well, like half the time, I'm haze crazed. <laughs> How, only a, half the time. Right it's a haze craze nation. It's a haze craze
1: nation right now. Yeah, it it's, is.
0: The, the smell I'm getting off of this is actually like, kind of more of like a, a sweeter
1: hop. Yeah, yeah. it kind of does almost smell like it's the like a hazy hop bill.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of surprised by that. Yeah, I, I'm a little bit sad
1: that it smells like that, but hopefully it tastes better. Yeah, so why don't we give it a
0: try and see if uh, if the taste is a little different than the smell? All right.
1: So, Sounds we always good. we say
0: on American Brews and Tunes, down the hopefully not too hazy hatch. <laughs> yep. Okay. Huh. Um, it Weird. Is, uh, it is more fruit forward than I thought. Yes. Um... Maybe not necessarily sweet fruit. I mean, there's definitely a sweetness to it. Oh, uh, yeah. There's a nice bitterness that lingers afterwards.
1: It's almost like, you know how when you're eating a a stone fruit where have, the nope. uh, well, a stone fruit, a stone fruit is like a, a, a peach or a nectarine. Oh. Sorry, okay. uh, a fruit that has a pit, a stone fruit. Um, is that what they're called? At least I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure that's a that's slang. I'm pretty, or not, maybe not slang. I don't know if that's the right I word mean, either.
0: You might be right. I just have. I, I thought there was a legitimate fruit called a stone fruit, and I, uh, I have maybe no idea is. It is. But I, I I feel, no idea. I'm fairly
1: certain that that peaches and those things are referred to as stone, stone fruits.
0: I could Google it, but I don't want to. You know
1: what? Let's leave it up to. Let's not look it up. Let's just assume that I'm right. I'm right, and we'll continue on. <laughs>
0: All my life, I've loved stone fruits and been ig- ignorant to that fact.
1: Yes, I know, right? Anyway, you know. anyway, so this, this beer, to me, is kind of like sweet, almost like a stone fruit is, where it's not like sugary sweet. It's more like rich sweetness, and there's like huh? the slight bitterness that you're talking about is like the rind of whatever you're eating. It's like a slightly bitter, but not that bitter.
0: That's a, a really good point kind of going with the the rind analogy. Yeah. Because Yeah, it, it does have that bitterness. And it, it, it going back to instead of like the rind going back to the hops, it's not as yeah. hoppy as you'd think from ninety-five IBUs.
1: Right, exactly. That that kind of confused me as well because whenever yeah, I, I'm I saw it, a 95. punch in the gullet. Yeah. And this my one, gullet is unscathed. This one does Actually, does finish with a crisp, clean bitterness. It's not yeah. like it's not overpowering, but you can still kind of feel the intensity. Like it still coats your entire palate, and it's oh, like, yeah. "What's up? I'm here." But
0: it's much more like when I see that level of IBUs on a uh, imperial IPA, I just expect aggressiveness, like this big, lingering yeah. bitterness. Like I expect potent hops and it's not really here it's it, this is uh very approachable
1: yeah i would say well done Ryan uh yeah
0: i yeah, like it well done it's good um I'd, I'd say this is a good porch rocking beer even though porch it's a half
1: percent <laughs> <laughs> even that even though I, it's, like it's a good one to have on a hot summer day speed,
0: so. but you only want to have one, yeah. or, one or
1: maybe, maybe, oh, maybe oh, two it would be on a good hot summer day But it would be like shady out. You wouldn't be, I wouldn't want to drink this like directly in the sun.
0: Yeah, you'd want to be on your porch under the. uh, Oh, right. Porch implies the the protection of the. uh, Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. You'd be just Mm -hmm. in your rocking chair enjoying this. You're right. Yelling at all the kids running on your your lawn. Hey,
1: get off my lawn, you crazy little children.
0: You little children, I just watered this. I'm trying to grow new grass here. Come on. Or I'll follow you back to your lawn and I'll tear
1: it all up. I'll stamp all over your parents' flowers.
0: (laughs) If I see somebody pee on my, let their dog pee on my yard, I'm going to follow them back and pee on their yard.
1: (laughs) Tit for tack.
0: Exactly. Tick for tack.
1: Tic-tac-toe. Tic-tac-toe.
0: On to pups' new album. On to wow. other subjects. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I had nice. to make it rhyme. Um, yes.
0: yeah, as we always do on American Brews and Tunes, uh, if our perception of the beer changes as it warms up, we'll let you know. Um, or if it doesn't, we'll still let you know.
1: <laughs> yeah, we'll pop um, back in and be like, "Yo, the beer tastes the same."
0: Yeah, we'll definitely pop back in. Pop back in. <laughs> um, but anyways. <laughs> Nice. Like we said, we're going to be talking about the unraveling of Pup the Band, which is the fourth studio album from Pup. Yes. Um, everyone's favorite Canadian what alternative you call them? punk rock band. I don't know what you call
1: alternative, them. Uh, alternative, yeah, like, new punk, kind of? Alternative... Sludge punk? Indie pop punk? Sludge indie pop sludge punk? <laughs> They got a something like that going on. Yeah, very because like they're very melodic. They're they use interesting time signatures sparingly, and they're
0: garagey and slightly lo-fi, but not like yeah, unless ugly
1: lo-fi. Yeah, not like ooh, this is like people music, like what Jerry listens to. Yeah, that's not like that lo-fi where it's like dink, no, no, doo tink yeah.
0: Really, and we've we've reviewed several of their albums before, so yeah. If you're familiar with us, I'm sure you're familiar with them. Um, But this album was released April 1st of 2022, but it's no April Fools, let me tell you.
1: Yeah, it was not a joke.
0: No, no joke. Um, And the band recorded this album during COVID in the United States in 2021. And it was in a self-described American Horror Story mansion in Connecticut.
1: Right. That's
0: what they said. So they they like talked about being cooped up for five weeks together uh, while they were like finishing up writing and recording the whole thing, and they talked about like going stir crazy and literally unraveling as people as a band as they kind of went crazy while recording the
1: album. Dang, I like that story. That kind of like gives a little bit more life to like some of the instrumental choices that they chose to go yeah. with. I like
0: it. Yeah, and they they say that you can hear their uh descent into madness on how the album sounds and i think yeah. that's very I, accurate yeah that makes
1: sense yeah i like, I like that yeah. that actually does provide like a lot of good context for the whole album
0: absolutely it does because it, it's, it's cool definitely a manic sound that goes on throughout this record
1: uh, yeah a very interesting manic sound
0: yeah absolutely like
1: not not just like crazy whatever but like purposefully crazy
0: Yeah, there's intentionality to it, for sure. Yeah. Um, On November 9th of 2021, they released two songs. Um, The songs were Waiting and To Kill Something. And the former um, would actually make it onto the album. The second one, um, I guess, is a B-side. True. Um, But it was interesting because they released those two songs, and then they didn't announce the album for several months. Mm -hmm. So they just had these two songs. I was like... Maybe it's just two singles that they're putting maybe out. It's you just two know songs. How bands are doing that more and more now, doing singles instead of full albums.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's too bad.
0: Yeah, so I was I was thinking maybe that's what they were doing, but alas, I was wrong because
1: well, good thing you were wrong.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, and for the previous three albums that that pup released, I'd say that progressively each one got slicker and cleaner sounding on the. On the production sa- side,
1: yes, yeah, I agree.
0: Um, and this one, in ways, definitely gets like cl- slicker. I guess like the per- percussion and the uh, like. There's a lot of synths, uh, programmed drums tracks played yeah. on here that sound really produced and slick. Yeah. But they, the bass and the guitars, is really interesting on this record because it sounds like they took the gain and the uh, overdrive and they turned everything down. Mm-hmm. And then they added a little bit of room noise or they moved maybe the microphones a little bit away from the, the cabinet so that you can hear the picks almost hitting the strings, which mm-hmm. is a really yeah. unique take for this style of music, I think. Uh-huh. Uh, but I think it's really cool. Super duper cool.
1: Yeah, it definitely is. Um, I do agree. Like the the choices that they made in how the album sounds, I think work really well. Like everything is very cohesive in this album, like yeah, nothing, yeah. nothing felt like it was out, like super out of place. Except uh, no, no, I don't think anything really felt super out of place on this album musically, or uh, or like thematically wise too, with like the
0: yeah. Well, I'd say it, with all there the are things that don't sound out of, of place. place. Yeah, there there are things that I would say don't sound out of place on the. Um, the scope of this album as a whole, mm-hmm. but there's definitely new ground for Pup as a band. Things yes. that I, would, yeah. I wouldn't have guessed. Yeah, I definitely
1: agree with you. Yeah. On a few songs, yeah. yeah I think Sp- it's maybe yeah. their most yeah. ambitious yeah. record that for, for sure. Um, yeah. I think so. I, I would agree. I think that it is. I feel like they, I think they went kind of out of their comfort zone and I think they nailed it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's it's risky anytime a band does that, but it definitely worked here.
1: Yeah, I agree. Um,
0: shall we dive into the tracks?
1: Let's, yes, let's do that. Yeah, let's do that. That sounds like a good idea.
0: I have two songs that I have for recommendations, but I think you should definitely check out the whole album. But again, the only reason why I give recommendations is if I imagine you're only going to listen to uh, one or two songs. Mm-hmm. These are the ones you should do. Okay, um, I've but, got three as well.
1: Oh, awesome. Or, I mean, I've got three. Are they
0: four chords, parts one, two, and three? <laughs>
1: <laughs> no. <Okay. laughs> well,
0: I guess we'll we'll have to wait and see what yours are then. Yeah. <laughs> um, track number one is called Four Chords. The first of Fords. three songs um, th- kind of spread out the first song. There's one in the middle, and then there's one at the end all which have like the same piano line, the same melody, and they kind of tie the album into a concept album.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would say so. Like, I feel like this is where me learning about their time spent in that supposed haunted house. It kind of like these three songs kind of tie together that whole concept. Like these are like the bookends, I guess.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I, I guess they were they were kind of joking around that like a piano driven song would be like so outside of what you would hear from them that they were kind of joking about it. And then they ended up doing it here. um, And this one and I guess the rest of them to come kind of talk about the commercial commercial driven corporate world of music. Yeah. You know, like the business side, like there's a board of directors and looking at dad and what they should do, what they shouldn't do. So on and so forth. Yeah. um It's kind of funny.
1: Yeah, funny, but also probably quite serious. I mean, they probably have to deal with that stuff, soon. Oh, yeah. would assume. Oh, yeah they, um,
0: yeah, they definitely do. They're familiar with all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, but moving on to track number two. Yes, my uh, first which,
1: recommendation. Same here. <laughs> yes, the song's so good. It's such
0: a good song. And um, aside from Four Chords, which is literally the first song, I'd say this is the real kickstart of the album. Um, yeah, super I agree. aggressive chords, and it's a fast song, and the vocal mm-hmm. delivery is really abrasive. Um, and it's mm-hmm. like just this—it's—it's a, it's a banger.
1: Yeah, it is a banger. It's like a, it almost feels like you know, like there's, there's like a call and response going on between like the vocals and the instrument. Like whenever he, oh, whenever yeah. uh, Stefan starts singing, he's like something, 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 a lot.
0: Yeah, I never thought about it that way, but that I think that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Like a call and response kind of thing with, with him in that. Um, and it's just yeah. like he's like... It's just a like really
1: cool idea.
0: Shouting, and it's just crazy, and then everything ties in yeah. with this... Really like drippy melody that comes in for the the chorus and it's so it's like a sing along it's really poppy and it's awesome.
1: Yeah, it's super poppy and uh the first part like the verses are all in like that kind of minor feel and then in the chorus melody he hits like that major whatever I don't know what yes. interval it is there but he hits or what note it is there but he hits that major sounding note and chord and it kind of jars you. It's like oh w- weird <laughs> I wasn't yes. expecting to hear. But that, it works like, so well. Yeah, it does work really well, though. It's a big juxtaposition
0: between the verses and the chorus. And that's going to happen yeah. a couple other times on the album for sure. Yes. Um, thematically, this is definitely about him like diving into madness. And uh, mm-hmm. I, I can't really tell if it's about a relationship or his personal stuff. Maybe it's about the craziness of being cooped up during COVID. Who knows? Um, but it's definitely there. doesn't know whether he's fine or he's... Uh, dying or, or whatever or going mad um but yeah it's the, definitely yeah. the theme of the unraveling of pup the band
1: yeah it's definitely uh that is definitely the theme there yeah. it's like i'm t- totally fine <laughs> i'm totally fine just fine like you know that meme of the dog sitting yep. in the in the burning house <laughs> the dog with the hat saying this is fine. This is fine. Yeah, while yeah, well, everything's like burning like, down. Yeah, while well, everything's burning down around him. He's like, I love this that is meme. fine. Yeah. This is normal.
0: Yeah, that's this. Yeah. Um, moving on to track number three, which I almost recommended, but I guess I could honorably mm. mention.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. G- yeah. Give that a hmm. Hmm. This
0: one's called one Robot Writes a Love Song. Yes. Um, and this is a new direction for Pup. This is one of the songs where I was saying... It fits in with the album, but it's not something that you would ever have guessed Pup to write.
1: Yeah, um, it's yeah. Like, it starts off starts off with like a, what was that the procedural like drum beat or like the procedural beat. It sounds like something's yes. booting up or something like that.
0: Yep, it has that, and then there's like programmy sounding drums, um, and it's kind of like there's like these spacey. I I think it's keys, maybe some kind of synth. Drone yeah. in the background. Yeah. I mean, it's super layered and it's this like mid to s- slower mid tempo. It's not a fast, like aggressive song at all. Um, It's just.
1: Yeah. And they use like way more like interesting, like percussion in this too.
0: Oh, yeah. Like, like
1: shakers, like, like, yeah, a lot of stuff that you would not expect, like a lot more auxiliary percussion. Yeah.
0: When they announced the album, this is the, the other song that they released. And when I heard it, I was like, what the heck? <laughs> I was just, I was really yeah. surprised, um, yeah, but I in a too. good way because it, it's a really cool song um, and thematically it's really out there. It's its about like replanting somebody's consciousness into a robot after they've died. Yeah. And that sounds like a Black Mirror episode and it very well could be, um, yeah. but it doesn't have that like yeah. bleakness or that darkness that you get from Black Mirror. This is like a happy sounding yeah, song, like song. Yeah, it's a pretty happy
1: sounding song. Yeah. Even if it's kind of, I wonder if it. I I always like. like I guess I never like really delved into the lyrics of this song too much, but I always just thought of it as like a literally a robot writing a love song. (laughs) Like
0: I mean, maybe. Uh, I I was reading on uh, probably Genius lyrics where um, Stefan was talking about like they wanted to write this earnest love song and it just like wasn't really coming across right so they wrote it yeah. from somebody else's perspective about the this robot thing and it kind of worked out <laughs> uh, but it's it's, it's so wild and i really like in the second verse when they have that uh the black hole sun reference yeah which is a um that reference is very sound yeah it's, it's so yeah. good cuz i guess they sun. they play it on whatever that radio station is on what of times.
1: 2.1 FM
0: yeah so goofy i love when they put those little details in songs
1: yeah Yeah. Yeah, same here
0: um all right moving on to track number four which is my second recommendation
1: okay this is a this is a honorable mention for me for sure
0: there you go the song's called matilda and it's not about the movie matilda no it's about uh the singer stefan's longtime reliable guitar named matilda uh, yeah. And the the story is that he got the guitar for free when they were on tour, and he was kind of in a bind, and some band just gave it to him. Hmm. Um, I don't remember then which band gave it to him, uh, but he used it for like a good portion of their career, and it just got to the point where the guitar didn't sound good anymore and wasn't playing very well, so he yeah. needed to get a new one. And he this song is one. literally written from Matilda's perspective of like gathering dust and like having the resentment of not yeah. being played anymore. Yeah, um, it's like this like goofy. Song, but it's like funny and almost like stupidly poignant, yeah, yeah. But it's
1: and kind of so like kind of, kind of heartwarming, heartwarming too, yeah, <laughs> like because he has like a lot of yeah. love and for that guitar,
0: yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's it's like homage to this guitar, but also it's so catchy, yeah, it
1: like, is it's <laughs> such,
0: a, it's such a good classic pup song, yeah. Um, the chorus is super duper catchy. Um, but my favorite part in this song is the uh, the pre-chorus. Um, mm. Right, right. It kind of like opens up, and they do a hard pan left and right with two guitars, and they're both doing like a, a nice clean picked arpeggio, and it sounds yeah. really nice. But right up the middle in the mix is this chunky overdriven guitar just strumming the chords, and so you've got. The two guitars on each side and the one in the middle and then a bass. And it just it creates this really nice space that opens up the song right before the chorus comes in and makes you want to dance. Hmm. Um, such a, a nice. cool little part. Yeah. Yeah. Well done. But I love this song. And it's worth noting that in the bridge, um, he does play Matilda, the guitar.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's oh, like, you mean like that he is it like the last time that he's playing the guitar? Yeah. In an it's, album it, or like, like something like that?
0: Yeah, you can hear it because it's like that da 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 da. It just sounds like a guitar being played really far away because maybe the wiring is not doing so well. I don't know. Oh, okay, gotcha. Uh, but it, it's cool. just kind of cool that they actually put it on there. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. Yeah. Um, moving on to track number five, which is called "Relentless."
1: Yes, this is my. This is one that I would recommend. I like this song a lot. It's, I would uh, recommend it, but I only have three. <laughs> It's one of those it's one of those other songs that kind of breaks off from what pup is Pup like what pup, pup normally does.
0: Yes, absolutely. <clears throat> Song that's
1: slower evident from the intro. Yeah, the song's slower. The guitars aren't as like chuggy or overdriven. They're more, you know, I don't know, more reserved, I guess. Yeah, yeah,
0: absolutely. Um, but like the the intro of the song when like it's he's playing like those guitar like plucked dyads almost I don't know what you call them but it's going like it's stepping downwards yeah. and then there's the bass comes in doing a nice little counter melody it sounds like an indie song it doesn't sound like Pup right
1: it's weird, yeah that's it's very so true cool. that's very true
0: and then the verse comes in and it's definitely Pup again yeah <laughs> uh, but it's super cool um,
1: and yeah I just think musically the song is really cool like the the bass, it's almost like the guitar takes a background and the bass kind of is in the foreground.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. I guess.
1: yeah, Like the bass has like a bigger part. Yeah. Which isn't typically what Pup does.
0: No, definitely not. And it's not a big chorus on this song. The chorus kind of like is softer than the verses. But my favorite part is when the the bridge kind of comes in. I I don't know if you call it a bridge. I don't know what the, the actual part is, but like the percussion and the bass kind of cuts out and the, like the, yeah. the drums is just doing the and it's just the, the guitars like essentially just like two guitars playing off of each other by themselves. Yeah. You think, is this the outro? Uh, but no, they bring everything back in, but I really love when they strip it down there. It's just, it sounds so cool. Great arrangement. Yeah. Really cool song. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I think the whole thing is really, uh, really well written, um, and it's it's just kind of a cool message too. Like it's just talking about someone being relentless and like whenever they're trying to do their best, like they're relentless. And uh, they're they all, the line that they the line that also that comes back quite a bit through this song is "f all the dread." It's yeah. endless. It's endless. Yeah. 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 And it's like yeah, like I, I feel that. I feel that and if in you're like, if you're a human
0: being living life living been, you living currently know what he's talking about.
1: Yeah, if you yeah, actually that's a good point. If you're a human being, like you understand that. Yeah. I mean unless you're living like, a super cushy dread. life. It's so ridiculous. It's, it's it's relatable. Yeah, definitely.
0: Track number six is called Four Chords, Part Two, Five Chords.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Add an extra chord this time. Yeah.
0: Uh, it's the second of the three songs that are keeping the concept alive, um, and here She's it's showing the label the lab, executives yeah. getting impatient, and the band starts infighting. And I, I think maybe they call it five chords because like maybe the label is trying to push them for more,
1: maybe. Yeah, because there are four members of the band, right? Or are there only three? No, there there's four. four. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, but at the, at the end, he's talking about Could there's be. no more democracy. Like it's it, they're gonna yeah. start like fighting and, and crazy things, to which I think to
1: end democracy.
0: And I think that line definitely leads into the next song. Yeah, which is my next recommendation. I think it's okay. my last recommendation, actually.
1: Okay. Yeah, I, I like this song too. Waiting. Um, this is Wait. the one song. This is the one song that I thought was like all kind of out of place not like not completely out of place but definitely i don't know it just has, like a, just, just has like a different feel to me than the rest of the songs
0: interesting i see i thought it fit in pretty well
1: and i i think i think it fits in really well i i think it fits in well too but maybe it's just cuz i heard it as a single first
0: could be cuz yeah this is the one that came out like uh almost i don't know a half a year before the the rest of the album yeah um, and I think this song is is very similar to the song "Totally Fine," where the uh, the chords, yes. vocals, and delivery and everything is super aggressive and intense and really ominous in the uh, the verses, and then yeah. it leads you to this huge sing along, catchy chorus. And there's a nice juxtaposition between the two.
1: Yes, I agree with you. Yeah,
0: super. Like you just want to punch somebody during the verses. <laughs> <laughs> and then in the chorus you just want to jump around and sing I'm still waiting
1: right here for you
0: it's a a funny song I'm I'm not entirely 100% sure what he's talking about but I think it's maybe about like an unrequited love and he's waiting for the other person to come around because he's I don't want to say obsessed with the other person but it seems like it because he's like I should be taking a sabbatical but I'm waiting
1: be taking a sabbatical from you yeah, a yeah, really catchy song. Um Just not like I don't know. I guess I just don't prefer it over a song. Hey, like totally fine.
0: Hey, to each their own. Everybody experiences own. music differently. That's right. It doesn't invalidate my love for this song.
1: True. Sure doesn't. As,
0: as my uh, sensible music tastes doesn't invalidate your questionable love of Animal
1: Collective. <laughs> your questionable to each their love. Own exactly steve to each their own if someone wants yeah. to just love liquidity to so much we let them do that
0: yeah which i mean <laughs> it's pretty like acceptable and understood
1: yeah i think it's understood by everyone that's why they're so same popular. with the collective i mean that's why it's like the. <laughs>
0: But I'm pretty sure if Blink-White 2 released an album called Meriwether Post Pavilion, it would rock (laughs) so much harder.
1: It would rock a lot harder.
0: Okay. (laughs) No. It probably would. I'm just salty when I should be sweet like their strawberry jam.
1: (laughs) Nice reference. (laughs) Oh, man. This
0: this is getting terrible.
1: (laughs) (laughs) These references are dwindling, falling apart.
0: it's well, I'm trying to be goofy. I fall into my old habits, which leads yeah, me to track number eight, which is called <laughs> Habits. Um, this I starts is, off
1: a little bit strange, huh?
0: Yeah. This I was going to say. This is another wild intro with programmed drums, and it's got these crunchy synths, which I would say, like, uh, for me and Jesse, we I think are a little more familiar with this because we're we're putting some programmed drums onto one of our tree shelf songs.
1: Yes, we are.
0: And our uh, bass player is doing most of the engineering. He put a Bit Crusher um, in on on those, a bit and crusher. that's what—that's what I think these synths sound like. They're chunk like it's a chunky synth. Oh band, yeah, and yeah, yeah. And it's uh, it's really cool. And then all of a sudden, it gives away to mm-hmm. softer program jumps and softer synths. So it's it's like that intro just kind of like softens while the voice comes in. You're like what in the world is this whole like is this just going to be like a synthy program drum song and then no you're wrong because it's analog immediately which is vocals and guitars is it more can you get more analog than that
1: just vocals and guitars
0: yeah um can, can you can you yes you can because know. they do they cut out the rest of this oh. stuff and they go full band <laughs> rhetorical full band question. <laughs> Rhetorical question.
1: Shoot, I should have I should have seen that one coming.
0: No, but I, I I love that first verse.
1: Yeah, I think it's pretty cool as well. Yeah. Um it's interesting. The first time I heard it though, I was like, what is this? I yeah. don't know what I'm listening to right now. Is this Do you know what I love?
0: Do you know what I love even more than the, the first verse? The second verse? The second verse. Um, <laughs> wow, well, I guess right. right. Good guess. Um and this it's maybe hard to compare the two because they're doing them different on purpose to, yeah. to contrast. But it's the core progression is so cool, and the way that they arpeggiate on the one guitar—that that's one of my mm moments on this album. It's just oh. when I, hear, I, I love it. Like I could rewind and play that that section. Like I, I could loop that verse and just be happy. Okay, it's yeah, it's really cool sounding.
1: Okay, yeah. Um, in in each album, I also I also do look for that those moments as well. Yeah. Um, I, I'm going to have to go back and listen to what you just referenced because I do not remember that type of moment in this song.
0: Yeah, you're also going to have to go back and listen to the bridge, which they have a nice panned guitar moment on uh, one of the sides. There's one guitar that's going da 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 da, almost holding the same chord, right?
1: uh-huh and on the other side the one guitar
0: like doing that and they they bounce off of each other so well it's so cool
1: you want to try to do that real quick did it work you decide dear listener just think. It's all, it's all in triplets, I think. It's the one. It du- is. That Diesel- Classic- sounds <coughs> so cool.
0: Yeah. Um, like, I love the intro, the first verse, the chorus, the second verse, the bridge, uh, everything I love on this song musically that I couldn't even tell you. Like, I've listened to the words, but that's not what I pay attention to on this song. Um, yeah, just, I should have recommended this song. Scratch my other recommendations. And OK, to it.
1: <laughs> OK, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, such a good song. Yeah, uh, it is. I mean, I think I'm from the from the very little bit that I listened to today, I'm pretty sure it's about like old habits that need to go away. And just or like how easy it is to fall into old habits.
0: Hey, we that's super relatable.
1: Yeah. I feel I like have... I feel like everybody can relate to that for sure.
0: Absolutely. Um, Moving on to track number nine, which is called Cutting Off the Corners.
1: This is my last recommendation.
0: I wanted to, but again, I'm limited by numbers.
1: Yeah, this is another song that starts off very different from anything else that Pup has done. Yep. Uh, It starts off very slow with almost like a Menzingers-esque melody at the beginning. It's a descending, just a descending line. Just do 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 do. That's that's so men singers though. It's that is so I, l-
0: I love that line. So um, do I. it's it's almost ballady.
1: Yeah, in a and, way.
0: Yeah, a Pup has had slow songs before, but not like this.
1: Mm-mm. Yeah. Because this like they, uh, yeah. it seems like it seems like they wrote this song. They were like, all right, we're gonna sit down and write like a really engaging slow song, or slower <sighs> song anyway. Yeah because yeah. there's uh, no there are no like dull moments in this song for me like no, it, it always know. it's always driving
0: and on um, the the choruses when the 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 full bass and guitar and everything comes in it's some of the like more overdriven guitars that they have on the album and the bass is like yeah, a really they have full, to fill out tone. so much space and they, they do yeah. they really do
1: yeah because i think in the chorus the because normally with like pups music the rhythm guitar is like chugging along you know like playing pretty quick but in this i think they do more like flowing like chords and so they kind of have to increase the uh um the overdrive a little bit to kind of fill everything out yeah sounds Uh, so good like this whole song to me is just like ah is an ah moment for me
0: all right i I get that i I think i'm almost at at, at the same kind of "Mm, ah ooh
1: Ooh, um, um, ooh. thematically
0: though <laughs> according to a quote from stefan that they copied and pasted into genius um yeah. he was writing this song about a friend that he lost i don't know if that means like they had a falling out or that person passed away it, it was kind of mm-hmm. vague um but he said he like was struggling because he ke- he kept wanting to add like a, a like a hint of hope or joy at the end or like a little bit of humor um but that's not where he was when he yeah. wrote the song and he he said it would be disingenuous mm. if he did. So I kind of yeah. like how they kind of left it as like a, a
1: sad bummer yeah. of a song. I mean, like that's it's okay to have to it's okay to be sad. Yeah. It 100% is and it's it's good to kind of dwell in those spaces for a little bit, but you know. Yeah. No yeah. one uh no one to take yourself out of those spaces.
0: If you're never sad, then you can never truly experience happy. Right? The, yeah. the, the two things are there for a reason. Yeah. Up to um, the end. Moving on to track number 10. Yes. This song's called Grim Reaping.
1: Grim Reaping. Yeah,
0: apparently, this is a slight political commentary. Mm, okay. It's it's vague enough where you don't know specifically what they're saying, but he talks about like uh, destroying each other or tearing ourselves apart. Um, so yeah. you can kind of if if you think about that and think about politics, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, there's trumpets on the bridge, which kind of threw me for a loop, and there's programmed drums on the intro. Yes. But for me personally, and like I was saying, for to each their own, um, this is the least memorable song on the album. Hmm. But it's still a jam nonetheless. I like this song a lot. It's just like this is the one song where I like I and I've listened to this album a ton. If you were to list off all the songs, I I could hum you back apart or like sing some lyrics. If you told yeah. me Grim Reaping um i'd say you, you'd you'd struggle uh, yeah i i, I can't you'd struggle
1: to find it part. yeah um,
0: but when you put it on like i i think it's a good song so i think that's oh, yeah I agree. To, to pop also there
1: yeah I, I think they put it in a very good spot yeah right it, like it they fits right there yeah. yeah it fits very well in this spot because it's, it's not a skipper this isn't like yeah it's not a skipper but it's also not like you know in a key point. So like it's not that last song, it's not at the midway point of the album. Agreed. It's like in that kind of awkward spot. So like they followed up well with track eleven, uh which is, which is four chords, part three, colon, diminishing returns. This song is nine yep. seconds long. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes. And I it's was just about to say that, yeah.
1: I think it's just him going the board of directors, bam <laughs> 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 that's it that's it <laughs> <laughs> that's it and it's just so bah, 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 bah.
0: literally unraveling and everything's falling apart so that's yeah which
1: leads into the last song of the album pup the band incorporated is filing for bankruptcy
0: what a funny title love it well, i love it too but it also makes sense because they're talking about like kind of like the industry
1: yeah like the music about- the music industry i mean yeah um because um, well, yeah like a lot of bands are probably really struggling right now and like yeah, probably and I'm sure are... like a lot of
0: bands that they came up with are struggling or, or yeah. whatever. but they, they talk about failing upwards mm-hmm. a lot and i i think that's them saying like they, they can't believe that their band is actually doing well yeah um but they're also kind of being realistic because they don't know how long it'll last like he's talking to that person who's selling insurance he's like give it two years and let me know if they're hiring um so yep. it's, yeah true it's, it's it's pretty funny my favorite line though is when he uh, in, in the first verse when he says he's too old for teen angst and he's too young to be washed i, I think that means like washed up yeah uh, but it's it's
1: it's kind of it's kind of the spot that we're in, that we're yeah, in steve yeah.
0: um but like the feel of the song i think is like the darkest and most aggressive song on the album for sure hmm. um like that chord progression like
1: that i love that chord yeah, progression it's awesome it makes
0: it's me so eerie almost like dark yeah right?
1: like it is kind of it is kind of dark in a way and especially whenever in the bridge when they when they pair with the <laughs> yep. like it it reminds me of like a go go bordello like type oh, <laughs> sound like gypsy punk type sound
0: I'm not sure if I would go there, but I mean, I, see, I just can like, see why you say that. I, I yeah, can see yeah, it. yeah. It
1: definitely is not Go-Go Bordello at all because no. he, there that band like, is I, much, I, much crazier and more ridiculous. But just like the the chromatic, I, I can see the correlation. Yeah, the chromatic falling in the ba 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 ba. Like I just, <laughs> I just imagine him like dancing around, like singing like a crazy maniac whenever he yep. says that, like ba 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 Yeah, it's a cool song. Did like you hear the
0: saxophone and the bridge? Yes. it's. I missed it so many times. And then I saw, like, in an interview where he talked about the saxophone. And I was yeah. like, there's no saxophone in this song. Oh,
1: yeah, there is. And I went and back it's and was like, awesome.
0: how did I miss this?
1: Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's awesome. awesome.
0: Like, it's, I think they put like a little bit of drive or, or something to kind of break it up a little bit, but it's clearly a saxophone playing and it's going ham.
1: Yeah. It's, it's like, awesome. Like, it almost sounds like a, a guitar or something with the way it yep. plays. Yeah.
0: And this is like such a big and boisterous song and a great way to end the album in a grand fashion.
1: Yeah, I think so, too. I um, made a
0: great choice with closing with this song.
1: OK, yeah. I remember I was actually going to ask you that earlier. I remember um, a while back, Stefan posted that. If you guys could all learn the words for this song, we're going to close with it like every single night. Uh, well, he, was, he was talking about Pup the band is filing for bankruptcy.
0: I can tell you that I saw them literally last night. <laughs> and yes. And they did play this song. They did not play nice. it last. They played it maybe... Oh, two, okay. Two, maybe like three-fourths of the way through the set. Okay. And they said, like, the way he it, introd- he's is he said, we think this is Pup's best song. Like, all four of us agree that this is Pup's best song.
1: No way. But I agree. I, no, from I, I our see experiences, that. Yeah.
0: he said, he said, the audience doesn't seem to think so. He says, it doesn't really <laughs> correlate. So he Fine. said, he said, so now we're at the point where if we think an audience is really good and they're like putting enough energy, we will go ahead and play this song because we think we'll be safe. And tonight's one of those nights. Oh, nice. So I, I looked up the tour cool. statistics on um, Setlist FM and they they're playing yeah. this. On about half of the dates, so that
1: oh wow that, oh so that, it really does like differ show by show.
0: Yeah, it, uh, huh. so I think that I think that tracks pretty well. They probably started playing this every show for the first first little bit, and then it, yeah. it, maybe it wasn't working for some. I I don't know because it, it I mean, I think I, it's a
1: banger a fan of song. Pop, I don't dude, know why you wouldn't it. get
0: into this. And it, I thought yeah, it it's like so live.
1: quirky and weird and cool. Yeah.
0: It was a very cool song. Yeah, uh, great band. Um, I think this is a, a cool. Awesome album that definitely um, they they went outside of their standard sound, but it yeah. still is true to true to them.
1: Yeah, this is this is like a really good example of a band that is able to step out of what people normally think of as this band and succeed very well.
0: Yeah. It's it's that murky area where you're evolving and pushing your sound farther yeah, while still st- still maintaining it. Like you're yeah, not still
1: maintain like the reason I, I that I think they're not like the alienating people, everyone. Fans, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. The, like like a
0: lot of times bands will change their sound on, on an album, which it's, it's natural to do that. And yeah. they'll alienate fans of the old music, or if they like are trying to go back to their old sound on a different album, they'll alienate fans of
1: the newer stuff. The newer stuff.
0: Yeah. But on this one, like, I don't see how you could not get into it being a, a fan of any of their albums. Like it, it right. should translate
1: if you if you did enjoy their previous albums like the only thing that i could see you saying is well on the first few listens i didn't really get it or didn't really like it that much but yeah. then after i listened to it's more
0: i think the production and the like that's the only thing i could see yeah i think the production guitar tones have a little bit to do with that and the arrangements mm-hmm. are a little more complex than than some of their other ones they've added more layers and stuff. Um, yeah,
1: I think it's less. It's not as complex like rhythmically, but I think it is no. more complex like pr- producing wise and mixing wise, and like yes. all the layers. Like, what you're, like, like it's, what you're it's
0: one of those albums where, the, like I said, there's so many layers. You can go back and listen. I, I'd say either put on a, a a really good stereo set or a good pair of headphones, and you can find something new on every single track with each re listen. Yes, it's, it's crazy. It's yeah, really, you well can. really well done. Really well done. Um, but great addition to Pups catalog. I look forward Absolutely. to what they do next. Um, probably yeah, a, a probably a couple years before we hear another album. Now. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Who um, knows? I mean, yeah. I uh, Final verdict for me as well. I think this is easily going to be one of my favorite albums of the year.
0: Oh, same here. Same here. Um,
1: it is fantastic. If you like new-sounding, sludgy indie pop, garage punk. Garage Punk, check it out. It's a good yeah. album. It's really a good. good album.
0: Jesse, what are your thoughts on this uh, saber tooth tiger?
1: Well, uh, personally, I would never like to meet one,
0: oh,
1: um, oh, oh, oh. but <laughs> unless it's the one from Ice Age um, the movie, oh, he's yeah, by he seems kind of nice. <laughs> okay, voice <laughs> my Dennis Leary? Yes, uh, but but uh, if if you've forgotten. Uh, we are having Rheingeist beer Saber Tooth Tiger today, while talking about pub. And
0: I think the fruitiness has stayed c- consistent. Uh, hmm. The sweetness has died down, and I think the bitterness is coming through more.
1: Um, yeah, I would agree with you. Which the I only, like.
0: I like it better as it warmed up. Actually,
1: hmm. yeah, I think I kind of like it the same as it, as it's warmed up. It's like the flavor has changed, and like the the mouthfeel has changed a little bit, but. Mm-hmm. In general, though, I think i still like it the same amount.
0: Solid beer. Um, I would get it again. Um, I would try... I probably would as well. Anything anything from Rheingeist. I'm I'm a big fan of theirs.
1: Yeah, I am also a fan. And after having visited the brewery, I'm a very big fan as well because that space is very cool.
0: I'll have to make a trip up there one day.
1: Yes. Yes. Up to Cincinnati.
0: Well, let's say we uh, go ahead and finish this brew and sign off.
1: Let's do that. It's like a plan.
0: As we always say on American Brews and Tunes.
1: Ah. Down the saber-tooth hatch. (laughs) Yeesh. Delicious.
0: Once again, my name is Steven Johnston.
1: And my name is Jesse Titus. And this is American
0: Brews and Tunes. And also, the critics agree with me that the new Jurassic Park is terrible.
1: <laughs> Here's a
0: theme song. You know it's not a mean song. It's a good song, just as it should song American brews and tunes.
1: shibba baby beebidows